0: Before we get started with this week's edition of the always pressing PGA DFS podcast, let me let you know that it's brought to you by Draft, draft Draft.com. Fantasy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why you need to try Draft. No more getting crushed by the pros. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft. Playing a real live NBA, NFL, or for this podcast purpose, PGA Draft right now. Be done drafting in under five minutes and get paid out the day the tournament is done. The PGA version is great. You draft, you enjoy the four days, and you collect your money Sunday night. Drafts are filling every second so you can join them whenever you want. All new players, this is the catch. All new players, when they make their first deposit, get entry into a real money draft by using the promo code SDSPORTS. you got to use the promo code SDSPORTS to get that free entry. That's right. Playing a real money draft for free by using the promo code SDSPORTS. But it gets even better. For some crazy reason, you do not like Draft. They are offering a $100 money-back guarantee. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now. But you have to use the promo code SDSPORTS. Void or prohibited must be 18 or older. See website for details. Offer must be redeemed within 14 days. Now, welcome to this week's edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. Check us out on Twitter, at Always Press DFS. Uh, we're previewing the 2018 Sony Open at the, from the Wiley Country Club. You can find me on Twitter, at bdentric and my two co-hosts, as only, we'll introduce them left to right. we got Bucks. You can find them on Twitter, at bp snow 11 Bucks, how are we doing?
1: Doing great. National Championship Day. Ready to talk some golf.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And out of uh, SEC country himself, we got Jesse. You can find him on Twitter at DFSGolfGuys. Jesse, how are you doing? I
2: don't know if you can really consider Kentucky like SEC football country. Definitely I basketball.
0: Specify. I didn't specify. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Good to be here again. I'm excited for this no-cut event. How are you tonight, Bubba?
0: I'm doing. I'm doing. Yes, it's exciting. 144-man field no-cuts. Beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> But uh, before we get into the Sony Open, quick recap of the Century Tournament of Champions. Um, pretty simple. In my mind, DJ just played scorched earth on Sunday to pull away from the pack. Um, thoughts on that and thoughts on the 12th hole where he nearly had a hole in one on a par four, which was amazing. Bucks? Yeah,
1: that was, uh, <clears throat> that was pretty awesome, man. Um, I think that DJ... He, you could tell at the beginning of last year, he started really working on his uh, short game, like inside 100 yards. And he, he had admittedly never said that he really worked on his game, but he made a concerted effort last year to work on his short game. Um, and then this year, he's mentioned he's really wanting to push for a bunch of wins, and he, he's working on his mental game, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, if he is clicking like he did last week, I don't see any reason why he can't win eight times like he wants so <clears throat> it was uh awesome it was impressive he had i think he something like averaged 105 yards into par fours the final day so just insane
0: It was crazy what about you jesse
2: yeah i mean that that shot on 12 was i mean it was tracking that was in the hole now <laughs> he hit it six inches farther i mean in he, he, he a little harder I mean, it's crazy how he. I, I just I don't know I don't know how he pulled that off. Either way, yeah, it was, a, it was an incredible uh, display, especially on Sunday evening there, um, eight under for the final round, just blitzed the field, uh, eight shots ahead of John Rahm.
0: Um, so yeah, DJ, man, he looks he looks good. He looks real good. It's funny you mentioned John Rahm. I saw a tweet about an hour ago that uh, in DJ's last four wins, John Ramos has finished second, third, second, third. Talk about being <laughs> Dustin Johnson's bridesmaid right there. That's crazy.
1: Talk about me drafting Rom and DJ every time they're playing in the same event.
0: You know, Joe, that's the truth. That, like, seriously, that's the way to go about it. Um, <laughs> real, real quick, before we get going on Sony as well, how'd you guys do, DK, last week?
1: I did well. I, I mean... I, I pretty much broke even, but it was my first real-time mass entering. I had 100 lineups, and I didn't buy into the whole Brooks Kepka being injured thing. I, I thought it was a little smoke, uh, and so I thought I could get Brooks at lower ownership, which I did. But I had uh, 40 out of 100 lineups with Brooks, so those 40 were dead immediately. Uh, but I finished uh, inside the top 100 uh, with one of my lineups, so pretty much broke even. It was fun to have a sweat. I think I was top 20 in that $7 uh, going into the back nine, so it was cool.
0: Nice. What about you, Jesse?
2: Uh, that was awful. I'm probably the, the woke uh, of no-cut field events. So there's that. I mean, the picks, like my picks for sports d were actually – pretty good <laughs> other than that i mean like my lineup making abilities last night were or last week were
0: awful well that's why we have this week to look forward to that's the yeah. beautiful thing about it yeah, it's yeah, cut. It's, a, still it's, a cut. it's a ridiculous field so yeah. let's get let's get into it uh jesse give us some past event history on the sony open
2: yeah so it's played at uh wailea country club in honolulu Hawaii. So, the guys who played last week just got a simple flight right on over to Honolulu. Maybe takes 30 minutes. If that, most of that time is going up and going down. Uh, But either way, uh, it's been played there for a while. Um, It was the United Airlines Hawaiian Open back in 98, but it's since become the Sony Open since 1999. Justin Thomas. Um, last year. I think he set the 36-hole scoring record and tied the 54-hole scoring record. And uh, I think potentially set the 72-hole scoring record as well, 27 under par. Um, and he, he won by seven shots over Justin Rose. So just an incredible of it. Is it. He shot 59, too, on the – I think it was – was it Thursday? I believe. Yeah. He shot 59. So – JT, a year before that was Fabian Gomez um, in a playoff over Brant Snedeker. 2015, Jimmy Walker, uh, nine shots over Scott Piercy. And Jimmy Walker in 2014, one shot over Chris Kirk. So, Russell Henley also won 2013, which I think is
0: important to note. Those are your last five winners. Very, very nice. Bucks, give us a little course preview.
1: Yeah, this is uh – I mentioned it earlier on Twitter. This is one of my uh, favorite courses uh, of the year. And not really because of the event itself, but because I grew up playing this golf course on Nintendo and on the PC, like every day in the mid nineties. And so it, it's fun watching it now on TV. Um, but it's a score is paradise, man. It's 7,000 yards. It is a par 70 uh, full Bermuda, only two par fives this week um, but they do have several short par fours it plays pretty firm most of the time Greens are generous fairways are generous um, rough is Bermuda so it's not gonna be real long but it can be uh, it can swallow your ball up pretty quick it's it can be nasty way off the fairway but I mean overall because the fairways are are pretty damn generous and the greens are fairly large. I mean, they typically eat this course up. I mean, Jesse mentioned it, but four of the last five years are scoring uh, well, the winners under or minus 20 or better. So um, there are 78 bunkers on the course, so you definitely have to find a way to navigate that. Uh, 22 of them, I believe, 20-something of them, are fairly bunkers, and so there's quite a bit of... Uh, Trouble off the tee. But like I said, because the fairways are so wide, um, it's not too hard to avoid them. It's not like you're forced to take a line that is really squeezing you close to them. Um, There's several – I think water comes into play on eight of the holes. Five of those eight, it comes in on the left side. Um, And so avoiding the left side of the golf course is – Um, A little bit of a premium, and I wouldn't take too much uh, merit into it, but it's just something to keep in mind. Um, But overall, I mean, you're looking at full Bermuda again, scores Paradise again, and right now the weather looks awesome. So I would assume, I'm going to keep watching it during the week, I would assume the wind's going to pick up, but right now it's, every day it's sunny, high 70s, and medium winds, which to those guys and
0: at that venue is nothing. Yeah, I was seeing the same weather reports. It seems like it's basically a player's paradise over there right now. Yeah. Just the typical typical gentle winds that, that you'd expect there. Uh, something, it's else know, something else yeah. to
2: know, too, is last week, you know, it was one of the hardest golf courses on tour to walk because it's on the side of a mountain. This one's on completely flat ground. And they talked about it on the, on the on the broadcast last week. This is one of the easier golf courses on the tour to walk because it's yep. short, but it's also just flat. And kind of golf I, I do
1: want to know. <laughs> I do want to know. I called a today and actually talked to them. Here's their zero. greens are not seeing um, any large patches of disease or whatever they had last week, so it should be uh, should be good to go. There
2: you I go, Aaron, I think, John. I'm pretty sure that they took. Uh, um, the greens from this muni I used to play uh, when I lived in western Kentucky and transplanted them out there because they were awful looking. I mean, those are some of the ugliest greens I've seen all year. DJ
0: still ended it up. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's crazy, too. Uh, this course is a scorer's paradise, like you're talking about. They have 54 eagles here last year, I believe I heard. But it, it's weird because the fairways are so narrow that only 52% of the field hits the fairways, basically. So it's crazy for a course like that. So I guess it tells you the roughs not too. Yeah, Too bad, yeah. as That's why it's, it's pretty crazy. So, and then the one thing is I was hearing reading some other stuff. Um, it's not really made for bombers. It's more like accuracy and certain shots you're trying to make basically is the way they, they phrased it uh, more precision than just bombs away is what they were saying. So I yeah. guess we will see what that, with that being said, Jesse, what are the key stats you're looking for this week?
2: Yeah. So, um, I'm going back to my usual. I mean, it's it's pretty, I'm pretty boring when it comes to this kind of stuff. But uh, looking at more driving distance versus driving accuracy. I know you guys are talking about as being short, but still want the guys who can hit the three wood or the the three hybrid a little bit longer than the other guys who might be hitting the three wood. They can hit the three hybrid a little bit more accuracy with that. Uh, greens and regulation again. Looking at a lot, a lot of long term stuff because we don't have a lot of. Um, you know, short-term results since we only have one golf uh, golf uh, tournament this year. And then also a lot of course history. Um, you know, I mean, this golf course – this golf tournament has been played at this golf course for a long time. So birdies – birdie or better is also another key stat of mine. What about you, Bucks?
1: Yeah, I, I have some weekly stats that you guys know I, I play every week or look at every week, and that's DK points, birdies, bogey avoidance. And then I will look at recent form. Um, I know we haven't had too many events, but the guys that played last week, I obviously like that they are there. They're familiar with, um, obviously, the time zone, Bermuda, the, the weather, that kind of thing. So I, I do like that. Um, but from the tournament-specific stats, uh, sh- sh- strokes gain, tee the green is big. Uh, approach to the green, huge. Um, but the big couple big stats that I'm looking at are par-4 scoring, Because when you look at the majority of the hardest holes on the course, they come on the par fours. Um, And then proximity, 175 to 200. So every single par three and then six of the par fours, you will likely be hitting uh, a shot from 175 to 200 yards. All par threes are in that range. Even the par fives, like number nine is only 500 yards. So likely the majority of these guys are going to have 200 yards in or less Um, And then 18, it's a little bit longer, uh, but you're still going to have to hit a long iron uh, or hybrid, something like that, into the greens. So proximity from that distance, I think, is going to be a key stat this week. But strokes gain and proximity. How about you, Bubba?
0: Yeah, yeah, I I like the strokes gain, and I I like the recent form. Like you said, I agree. The guys that played last week, (laughs) they got kind of a bump in in my my picking, I should say. Um, I also – on a course like this, this is the 20th year of this tournament. I I do like to look at past event history because there's something to guys that play on the West coast, as we'll talk about a certain $8,800 player in a bit um, that just thrives in these kind of conditions. So um, I kind of go with that kind of stuff. I don't go too deep. Uh, I do glance at most of the things you guys mentioned and I agree. They do wait into decision-makings for me when it gets closer to, you know, this guy or that guy. So, I'm going more of the, the recent form, past history, and definitely the strokes gained and the approach within like 150-ish. Um, like Jesse said the three-wood and the hybrid, too bad we don't have our boy uh, Flatbill playing out there. He'd, be, he'd have fun with this course, I think. But uh, <laughs> that's for another story. Um, before we get into the DFS picks this week, I wanted to mention a couple scoring changes from DraftKings. They changed the Double Eagle or the Albatross from 20 points to 13 um, the eagle is still eight. Now a hole-in-one, which was 10, is now five. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so on a par three, if you get a hole-in-one, you get 13 points because it's an eagle and a hole-in-one. If you're Dustin Johnson and uh, get a hole-in-one on a uh, par four, you get 18 points because it's an albatross and a hole-in-one. So that way, just so you guys know, when everyone complains about the hole-in-one, wins everything they attempted, I guess, to change things. What are your guys thoughts on this?
2: I can't wait for the guys who always bitch about never getting a hole in one. When like, they get a hole in one and like only got five points for a hole in one, you know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, to me, it just, it just never happened enough to really matter. Um, so I was indifferent, but whatever, that's fine. I mean, that takes a little bit of less variance out of it. So that's good with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. I, I don't, Honestly, I think it's better, but I don't care that much because it was such a rare occasion for it to happen.
2: Especially, so, out of the
1: yeah, I, I think that keeping it the way it was should was fine. I think that if anything, they should put more F- emphasis and give more points for birdie streaks or bogey free rounds, something like that, because that kind of thing is just really hard. It's not a luck box,
0: right? Score. Yeah, I agree. Most definitely. So, just want to bring that one to everyone's attention. Now, let's get into the important stuff. Little DraftKings picks, and we'll sprinkle in some FanDuel, like we did last week. We'll keep trying to do that for everybody. One note we'll, about FanDuel, though, too, Bubba, is they,
2: they they went from eight golfers to six. Yep. still a sixty thousand dollars salary cap, but you have six golfers, just like DraftKings, instead of but so.
0: Yeah, yeah and um, the initial pricing, and we'll talk about it. I usually try to. Make the ones that are more expensive on FanDuel or DK and vice versa, and it's pretty crazy. Look at some of the price differences this week, and we'll get into that. But um, we'll kick it off on DraftKings in the above 10K range. We have um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine guys. Spieth, no, this can't be right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at FanDuel. Uh, yeah, it's five guys. That's what I said. That's what I thought. I'm at five guys really. Yeah, five <laughs> guys. Um, Bucks, kick us off here in the 10K range.
1: Yeah, this range is loaded. Like, normally there's like, I, I typically like to avoid this range and especially the highest priced golfers, but I, I love every single one of these plays this week. Like, I love Speed this week because he dominated in all the strokes gain stats like off off the tee approach to the green that kind of thing like he was so good he had his like his worst putting week ever last week and he still came in ninth um so i love speed this week justin thomas i i i mean you cannot there's nobody on the planet that can argue against justin thomas this week there's nobody uh leishman love it harman love it kisner love it if i i am 100 percent playing speed this week um so i'm gonna be on spieth um and i will be on harman again i was on him last week played really well i think this is a type of course where he doesn't have to overpower it and i think that suits him so spieth and harman are my two picks in this range
0: what about you jesse yeah
2: i mean i don't know how you fade jordan spieth he's clearly the best golfer in this field um justin thomas shot 59 here last year blitzed the field and 15,000 shots. Um, and then Leishman. I mean, my only thing with Leishman is like, so he's coming off a pretty good rounds or a pretty good tournament last week. Obviously um, he played really good golf, um, but I think he'll be more popular than what he really should be. And that kind of freaks me out a little bit. So just thinking about like ownership wise, I would pay attention to the fan share tags on him. If he's, if he's high up, I'm not going to play him like, I don't care about Spieth and Justin Thomas. I'll play them no matter what. Um, but Leishman is just one of those guys where I want to kind of gauge some ownership. This seems like when it, whenever he has a good tournament, he kind of just doesn't have a good one in the next one. So, I mean, just to go back to the CJ Cup, he was second, then 38th HBC, fourth Australian Open, a month layoff, seventh. Um, so he can kind of have some bad tournaments. and he, Of course, history is okay here. 20th, 28th, 37th, 5th back in 2014, 9th, and 2013. It doesn't blow you out of the water. Um, I like him, but I think he might be a good fade just from ownership, and I don't I don't care for Harmon or Kisner, either one.
0: Well, the ones I'm looking at, I'm looking at Leishman. That's one of my <laughs> favorite plays today, so that's that's good to hear, Jesse. Pretty, pretty positive on that one, but um, – <laughs> I do like the way he's playing right now. He looks really, really, really good. So I'll be going with Leishman, and uh, the other guy would be Brian Harmon. Um, the lefty, I was yes. I was not on him last week, and, my God, he looked amazing. So I, I he's in – if you talk about a guy current form-wise, he looked so good, so good last week the way he was playing. So um, I'll definitely be looking his way. Um, third last week, T4, eighth, T5 his last four events, and he's – Top 20 to three straight times here at this event. So uh, I like Harmon a lot at 10 6. Um, let's go into the $9,000 range. We got four golfers to choose from. Uh, Jesse, why don't you kick us off in the 9Ks? Yeah, so
2: you got Zach Johnson, no. Webb Simpson, never. Uh, Cameron Smith, no. I'm left with Rus- Rusty Henley. I do like Russell Henley this week, uh, Bermuda Specialist. Only 9,200 in this field. I can take it all day. 13th here last year. Um, played okay last week. Wasn't too stellar. He had kind of two bad rounds, two you know pretty good rounds. So, um, but I, I think going back to him this week is a good idea. I had a little bit last week and uh, he did okay. But like I said, that Rusty Henley is my only guy here. Um, I just can't. Zach Johnson. I, I don't know how he's 9,500. I know bucks will be on web, and then the golden sheriff at nine thousand. I just can't do that ever.
0: Bucks, you like the nine thousand range?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this My is man. Your
2: name, man. This is like your sweet My spot. Man. Um,
1: I like a few of these guys, uh, but. The one guy that Jesse mentioned that I love every week and I love him this week is Webb Simpson. I, I don't know if I'll be able to play much of him this week because I am going to be like 70% spieth. Um, But I do like Webb a lot this week. So just so everybody like knows what I did with the custom model on Fantasy National... I did the last 24 rounds on Bermuda, um, and I put in all my custom stats, and Webb came up as fifth in my model. He's top 10 in birdies, tee to green approach, and par-4 scoring. He is garbage from 175 to 200. But, (laughs) I mean, everybody else in this price range is no better. So uh, I like Webb Simpson here. I, will conti- I, I really like Cameron Smith. You guys know the golden cherub. That's my boy. But I'm not going to play him as as long as he's chalk. And I think he will continue to be chalk for a while. So I'll play Webb. And I will have some sprinkling of Zach Johnson uh, because these this is his type of course. It's shorter. He doesn't need to overpower it. He can make some birdies, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I, I like Zach Johnson as well. T6, T9, T8, three of his last four. He's made the cut in four straight at the Sony, and he's coming in playing really good golf prior to that, even though obviously the layoff. But he's played really, really well, and I agree with the point that it is a short course, which suits his type of game. And if it does get windy, ZJ can play in the wind. We've seen that plenty of times. So I do like Zach Johnson at 9,500. Cam Smith, I don't mind at 9,000. That's about the only other guy I like in this range. Uh, He's playing extremely, extremely good golf. So the Golden Cherub. Uh, is acceptable in my book. I'm not sure how much I'll have him, but I don't want to just wave him off. I do think he's definitely worth a, a gander if you feel the need. Let's hit the $8,000 Rangers. 10 players to choose from. Um, I'll fly through my section real quick here. Tony Fino at $8,900 is criminal to me. I know it's a more f- like a full field, but this guy, T16, T11, T26, second, T7, his last five PGA events. Top 20 here last year. Um, I know it's not a Bombers course, like I stated earlier, but it is also an Eagles course. And so, Fino, if the rough isn't as bad as you mentioned, Bugs, he can miss a little off and still have nice approach shots in. So, I don't mind Fino at 8,900 bucks. Uh, Daniel Berger at 8,700. Phenomenal week last week at the, the Century. Um, playing really, really good golf. T11, T14, his last two. T15, his last five. Um, he seems to be coming on towards the end of last season, and then, like I said, last week and we kicked it off. But the ones I really like, you got CH3 at 8,800 bucks. That was the one I joked about earlier. He's a West Coast specialist. People should know this one by now. He's made, um, I believe, 16 of 16 career cuts at this event, um, if I read that correctly. He T8, T13, T26, T8, T3, his last five at this course. So for 800 bucks, that's like – Zach Johnson and Charles Howell, if you're playing cash, that would be like my two starting points. Like those just seem like really good plays there. And last but not least, my boy, he's moving up the, the price range here a bit, but I still love him. Chez Reavy at $8,000. Um, dollars three T fifteen or T seventeen or better in four of his last five. Finished tied for eighth here last year. Another guy similar to Zach Johnson, where you know the short approach to things suit him well, playing really, really good golf. So I don't mind Ches at all at eight thousand. So Finau Berger. Chucky and Reeve, you'd be the four I'd be looking at in the $8,000 range. Uh, Bucks, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I like a lot of those. And this range is awesome, man. So I think if I do the mass entry type deal uh, again, I might have like – I don't know if I can do that many because I got rid of that $7 this week. But if I do, let's just say 100 in, I don't know, $3 or something, I'm going to have 20 lineups that start at – the 8K range um, and be pretty balanced because this range is awesome. I mean, you could just have this entire section here and be perfectly fine. Like, I love that you mentioned Charlie Al because dude is a-, a beast here. Loves it here. Uh, Daniel Berger played great. He's one of those guys that when he gets hot he is super hot. Um, Tony Finau is a guy that's been hot forever um, but for mm-hmm. some reason... In, with, like I said, with the stat model that I created last 24 rounds on Bermuda, he is terrible. Like 112th in proximity. He comes up 66th in my model. And so that worries me a little bit. And I, get, I guess the way that I would go about it is if I have to choose between Tony Final at 89 or Charlie Howell at 88, um, I'm going to go Howell um, just because of – His course history, how he plays here, that kind of thing. Um, But the one other guy that I'm going to mention that I really like in this range um, is that you didn't mention because I do like Revy a lot. It's Bill Haas. And Haas is a guy that I think will go overlooked. And he is really good at keeping it in play. He's really good on par fours. He is really good tee to green. Um, so I like him at 8200 bucks this week. If he can get his putter going and make a little bit more birdies than he typically does, I think he has a really good week. But we're starting to get to this range that we have to mention that this is a cut event. So mm-hmm. you want six guys that you have somewhat confidence in of making a cut. Um, and – Bill Haas, he's one of those guys that I I have confidence in that he can make the cut this week, so
0: um, I like it. Very nice. Jesse, what do you
2: got? Yeah, you guys guys touched on the top four there, which is Finau, CH3, Berger, and Schauffele. Those are the four that I have checked from this region. It kind of gets weird after that because I'm like, William McGirt at 8,400 is odd to me. Yeah. this is also, too, where kind of the price discrepancies start getting real weird between DraftKings and FanDuel. Exactly. Uh, Finau, $8,900 on uh, DraftKings and 11000 on FanDuel. So he's the one, two, three, four, five, seventh highest priced golfer on FanDuel. So, I mean, he's a little bit more sketch for me over there, but on DraftKings, I actually love him. Um, he's number one on my model. Big fan of Finau this week. I'll probably have quite a bit. Um, I do like what you were talking about, Bucks, though, we you're talking about starting in this region and working down um, because I'd say Smith and JT Leishman will be the top three owned, if I was guessing. Um, some weeks you can get a guy in this re- region who is the most owned, but I'm almost positive that a lot of ownership will be pulled at the top. So starting balance, getting balanced, especially if you're paying cash is a great um, way to go. You don't have to have the winner in cash most of the time. Unless you just want to try to jam Jordan in there, I don't think I would deal with anybody above Tony. Um, so, yeah, but uh, so other than those four, I'm not a huge fan of this region. Um, I do like you know, Chaz at eight, I think, is okay. Uh, the rest of them are just kind of, uh, you know, and, and CeeLu Kim is Andrew Kirsch, too. I don't know if you guys knew that.
0: Yes, he is. He um, lost seven last week. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, you mentioned Finau on FanDuel. Berger is another one. He's 100 more than Finau on 11-1. He's 87 on drafting, so that's quite the discrepancy. And then um, in this price range, you got Bill Haas' 10-4 compared to the 88, and CH3 is 10-1 compared to the 88. So definitely some changes up there, but that Finau and Berger definitely stand out in the $11,000 range, as you stated. Let's head to the DraftKings' $7,000 range where we have 66 golfers this week. Um, Jesse, kick us off in 7K. One of my
2: favorite plays is Gary Woodland um, at 7,800. Finished sixth here last year, 13th year before, third 2015. Um, Hasn't missed a cut, knock on wood, since the Northern Trust back in August. That's like about eight straight, nine straight, something like that. Big fan of him this week. Um, It seems like he comes to play here. His price on FanDuel is a lot more, so kind of sketch over there, I think. Yeah, I tend to – not a huge fan of FanDuel, but on DraftKings, I'll definitely have quite a bit of uh, Gary Woodland. Um, Another guy right above him at 7,900, Emiliano Grillo, I think is interesting. He finished 33rd here back in 2016. He didn't play in 2017. Um, But he's a guy who kind of a little bit, maybe potentially started finding some form here in the fall. He had a rough year last year. He's an amazing, talented golfer. Um, So it's quite possible that if you jump on Grillo early, you know, that could pay dividends at lower ownership than what, when he starts playing good golf, Um, because people do know who he is. But right now he's, I'm sure being overlooked by a lot of people because he's not been playing that well, at least in the year of 2017. So, I'm hoping maybe potentially that uh, he can turn a new page. I think he might be a good little flyer GPP there. Peter Uline's another guy, 7700 I think that's a pretty good price on him. Never played here, but we've talked about it before on pods. Um, coming off of the looking tour, finished 10th there last time out in November. Jason Kokrak, the dude, 17 mm-hmm.
0: of I mean, he, he Doesn't he just remind me of the dude? He just it, has that I don't care attitude while he plays out there. I love it. He bombs it, too. 17th year in 2015, 20th,
2: 2014. Um, so he's interesting. Uh, GPP play only for me on um, that guy. Are we doing below 7,500, too? Or are we just doing all 7,000? Whatever you want in the 7,000s, go for it. Uh, Hudson Swafford 7,300. I like him, but I just like Hudson Swafford just about every great that he's playing. Um, he... Finished 13th here last year and 9th the year before, so very good course history. And then we get to Jason Duffner. And I think he is a very, very, very interesting play this week because coming off a miscut here last year but was 9th the year before um, and actually played pretty well last week on Maui uh, where he finished 11th and was super low owned for only 7,200. So he gets a $100 increase in this field. Um, which is quite amazing. And then if you look over at FanDuel, the dude is like the sixth highest price golfer. Yep, 10 so nine. 11, It's crazy. It's 10, 11 nine. Nine. He's right below fee now. So you're getting a huge discount on draftings. So I like Duffner a lot this week. I think he is super, super interesting. And then going on down the list here, that is all I got. What about you, Bucks?
1: Yeah, Jesse mentioned a couple of the guys that I really like in this massive range. Um, But Gary Wilbin, third in my model, crushes it. Um, Not only can he score points and make birdies, but he is sick when it comes to bogey avoidance. And he's top 20 in proximity, uh, 175 to 200. Second approach, second tee to green. I mean, he's just off the charts. Love him this week. Um, Another guy that I like this week, and I got to look more into him because he scares me, but he's popping on the model, is Kevin Na. Um, Sean O'Hare is another one that is looking good on the model. But the two guys that I wanted to mention down here, uh, well, three guys, uh, like you mentioned, Jason Duffner. Uh, he started putting really well last week, and yeah, so he, 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 yeah, he always hits the ball pretty well. But if he gets that putter going, yeah, that's the guy, That's the guy that wins. And so I really like him. This is super cheap pricing for him, like Jesse mentioned. So, play Duffner. I think he's a guy that is cheap that you can have confidence that he's going to make the cut. Uh, so I like him a lot. Another guy right below him is Kyle Stanley. Love Kyle Stanley. He's been
2: Definitely. playing
1: well. Uh, he makes a bunch of birdies. Um, and he's really good in majority of the key stats. The only thing that bothers me is he's not great on these par fours. Um, but he's a good ball striker. Uh, he's a good putter. He is really good in that proximity range. So I'm going to roll with him this week. And then the last guy I'm going to mention – who comes up second in my model um, is Jimmy Walker. Guy plays well here and <laughs> has play, pl- plays well in Bermuda, I guess. So um, Second in my model, first in points, first in birdies, third in tee to green, fourth in strokes gain on par fours, tenth in approach. Um, so I'm definitely going to have a sprinkling of Jimmy as well um, just because
0: of that. Yeah, Jimmy plays really well on the West Coast. I've seen him at Pebble a lot, and he, he loves this whole West Coast tour. I just wonder about his health. It's the only thing always concerns me with Jimmy at that line yeah, exactly. is his deal. But well, I can't, bl- yeah. can't blame you at all for trying some of it. I think he's a good
2: um, player. I'm back to that. Right? Yeah. yeah,
0: no, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with Woodland. Um, one we didn't mention unless I missed it somehow JJ Spawn at 76. The guy's playing lights out right now, finished the year really well. Um, Don't hate him at all. He's a West Coast guy. He missed the cut here last year. It's a bit scary, but overall, he's played really well on the West Coast in his first year on the PGA Tour. So Spawn at $76. Um, Cook at $7,600 as well. I like Austin Cook a lot. It is his first time here. It scares me, but he's a T22 first, T50, T20, T25, his last five events. So definitely something to keep an eye on there. Another youngster to finish the season well. Kokrak's is always on my list, as you guys noticed from the, the Asian part of the west west or the early season swing. Duffner at 73 is way too cheap. I'm completely agree with you guys on that one. I've been a big Kyle Stanley fan all last year, like most of you. And like you said, bucks, this whole setup plays right in those game. He's very accurate, very good on the approach. 7300 bucks. This is a he's another one of those kind of cash game plays. You know, they're not always going to make the cut, but if I had to pick certain guys, he's one I could go to almost every week, and I know I'll be very confident. in and how that turns out more often than not um, this year. Uh, he had 23 or 28 cuts in 2017 and 18. Five for five on cuts at this course. So he's played really well when he plays here. Let's keep an eye on Stanley. Um, another one that goes overlooked a lot at $7,300 is Kelly Kraft. T27 here last year. Um, finished the year very, very strong on their young golfer to look at. Luke Donald at 7 k uh, It's cheap for a, a consistency striker there um and then two last one to the 7k range at 7k finished 10th here last year He's made four or three straight cuts at this course and then the one that i always get laughed at but i love the six of six on cuts here t27 here last year he's made three straight cuts on tour is john Huh at seven thousand dollars he's just one of those guys he's not going to usually you know finishing the top 15 for you, but for 7K, we're basically getting to that 6K range now. Just give me a cut, give me a, give me a decent finish, and I'll take you with HUD, $7,000. So that's where I'm heading in that direction. The 7K range, you can get wild. That's why I do like what you guys both said about the $8,000 range. You can get really weird and get some good lines put together there. We take this brief break in the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast to talk to you about RotoWare, one of the greatest shirts in fantasy sports. They have DFS shirts, fantasy season long, all kinds of great shirts. They're the best quality shirts in the industry. No other brand can compete with RotoWare in terms of quality. Premium blend fabric, super soft, comfortable, athletic fit shirts, specialized printing process, design as part of the shirt, literally dyed bleached into the fabric, no thick ink. It's ridiculous the amount of options you can find. Over 30 different designs, fantasy football, baseball, hockey, basketball, DFS. They keep coming out with more and more and more stuff. Men's, women's, kids, you name it, they've got it. There's lots of buzz kicking up in the fantasy industry about it. People are wearing these shirts. They're representing the shirts. They are great quality shirts. And you can have one too. You can have more than one, as many as you want. Just use the promo code DGENS, D-E-G-E-N-S, DGENS, for 20% off your order. Go to rotaware.com or go to at rotaware on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out what they have. They're giving away free shirts all the time on Twitter. But when you go to purchase, use the code DGENS, D E G E N S For 20% off your order. Now back to the Always Pressing PGA TFS podcast. All right, let's get in the 6K range here. Loaded as always, 59 players, if my math's correct. Bucks, kick us off. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, so there is some value down here. um, And I think it's important. If you guys haven't watched the pod that we did, a few like a month ago on the up and comers like some of the rookies definitely go back and watch that because there are quite a few of those guys down here um one guy that i do like this week um that we talked about that week is ben silverman um I, i think he is priced really really cheap um and he has the game to compete here um Again, he's, he's not going to show up on your models because there's no information, really. Um, but I do like his game. The one guy down here that's super surprising to me, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't have any reason – like, why is Harold Varner Barnard down here?
0: I thought the same thing.
1: I mean, he's I, surrounded by guys that yeah. I, I don't even I, – like, I – if I wasn't doing this podcast, I wouldn't know who half these guys were.
0: Yeah, I, like, I agree.
1: So, I, I mean, if you are playing Spieth, you are likely going to have to be down here with at least one of your picks. So, Harold Varner is a solid option, high upside. The dude can go out and shoot 61, 62. He can also shoot 80. Uh, <laughs> but he has upside for sure.
2: Yeah, he's a um, deep, deep
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then there's a couple other guys down here. There's, I mean, he has been playing really bad lately, but I always like playing Rory Sabatini. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but he's been like, I haven't added him to a lineup yet because his recent form is so bad. Um, but one guy that, again, I don't know why he's so cheap, but I am going to be playing him quite a bit this week is Stewie sink. Yeah. Dash
0: game,
1: it up. Um, Yeah, sixty eight hundred bucks for a guy that is seventh on my model. He this is the type of course that he likes too. He doesn't have to overpower it. He's gonna keep it in play. Um, as long as he doesn't make too many like terrible mistakes, he's gonna be fine. So uh, Stewie Sink, Harold Varner, Ben Silverman. Um yeah, there's there's a couple there's definitely some other guys down here that we talked about in that previous pod, like Lanto Griffin that I might have a sprinkle of just because I talked about him. Um, but it's $6,000 range, so throw a dart and enjoy yourself.
0: Yeah, FanDuel got the Stewart Sink thing right. He's 9100 over there compared to the 68 on DraftKings. That DraftKings Is he Sink, really? Yeah, he's 9100 on FanDuel. Big difference. <laughs> so. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they at least got it right. But, uh, Jesse, what do you like in the six K range?
2: Yeah, I mean, just a total fucking misprice on Stewart Sink. When I said earlier that – Justin Thomas or Speeds might be the most owned. It's actually probably going to be Stewart Sink. I mean, maybe, maybe not in GPPs, but in cash, he'll
0: probably he'll probably be with them.
2: If I'm playing cash, like I'm just locking in Stewart Sink, and then figuring it out from there. Like that's how I would approach it myself. Um, Sink,
1: Sink beef might be the the biggest.
2: Yep. Correlation going out there. Probably. Yeah, it, it very well could be. I mean, it's just it's just. Awful. It's just terrible price. I mean, he's missed. He's made five straight cuts here. He's Stuart Sink. He's Stu Goat. I mean, I could go on and on about Stuart Sink. <laughs> like I like the Ben Silverman call. Um, I'll be on him quite a bit in GPPs this year. He's not a cash game worthy at all whatsoever. But definitely on GPP. Corey Connor is another guy we talked about before. Um, Harold Bonner's price is way off at 67. And then there's a few others. I'm going to throw a couple darts at you guys here. Um, Satoshi Kodiara. No idea if I got that right or not, but Japanese uh, tour player. He's coming off a win. He finished 49th here last year, so he does have a cut made. Um, Another guy who is interesting, I started looking at him today, Adam Schnink, S-C-H-E-N-K. Um, he's kind of popping on my model. Why, I don't know for sure, but uh, one way or the other. Um, never played here, web.com guy. Uh, he did uh, miss the cut at the RSN, but he made the cut at the OHL and made the cut at Sanderson and Schreiner. So he's three out of four on the false swing of making cuts. So for stone minimum 6,600, I think he's worth a dart or two in a GPP.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what this range gives you is all about a bunch of darts outside of sync. Like, I agree with the HV3. Corey Connors I do like a lot at 67 as one of my darts. Ben Silverman might be my favorite down here at 68. I agree with both of you guys on that one a ton. Uh, The Jaeger bombs down here at 69. He literally – he can top 10 you or he can miss the cut. He's that volatile, but for GPPs, he's he's good for that at 69. Um, Ryan Armour, your boy last week, Bucks at 6,900, also a decent-looking play here in my opinion in this price range. Don't mind him at all, so – it, it, it's wide open. Like you guys said, I pretty much agree with all of them. Uh, there's a, there's a ton to choose from. I sinks. The one that stands out the most HB three is kind of like head scratching, but the rest of them are very good young golfers that I like that. If you missed the cut, wouldn't shock you, but if they went low. It wouldn't shock you. Either. Like you said, from the podcast, we did earlier, right It all comes into play. Let's talk about some of these guys. Top punt plays this week. Jesse, who you got? Give me two.
2: Um, Omar,
0: you're SD. I'm just joking.
2: I'm gonna... I know I'm gonna go with back to my dude Shank here, Shank, Shank. Oh, that's kind of awfully close to Shank. Now that I think about that, I'm not really sure if I (laughs) feel comfortable. It's like the
0: it's like the Alabama kicker.
2: I like him. Uh, And then the other punt, I'm gonna go to. I'm just gonna go. I'll go Silverman. What about you, Bucks?
1: Um, I'm not sure you can call uh, Stewie Sink a punt, but 6,800 bucks.
0: Uh, oh, Stuart
1: Sink, Stewart Sink, um, another guy, obviously Silverman, because I talked about him, and then a, a guy that we have talked about a little bit um, on that previous pod, but I, I think he has a good shot here, is Brett Stegmaier.
0: Hmm. Um,
1: I like him this week, I'll be playing some of them, so...
0: Yeah, I'm looking at like outside of the sink, uh Armor and Silverman to be my two punts. on I mean, here. I like them a lot with some good upside yeah. in this this week. Um Jesse, your top bust of the week.
2: I just realized Smiley Kaufman's also sixty six hundred. What a crazy couple yeah. years for that guy. Um I will go Brian Harmon. What about you Bucks? Yeah. <laughs> God damn. We get here um, man, we get here every week.
1: <laughs> um, my, and I'm not just saying this to spite you, but tell me now.
0: <laughs> I think so bad if you did. Females yeah. all or nothing. You never know. That's true. My bust this week will be uh, Kevin Kisner at 10 1. I don't think he. Oh, I think no. you, could, you could flip him and Females' number price, and I'd, I'd agree with him more than I see this, these numbers right now. I, Kisner, he's playing well, but not 10,100 well. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I think he's a bust. Um, let's go core players. Two or three guys you're gonna build around this week, Jesse. Uh,
2: Stu Goat Sink, he's number one probably, and then uh, Finau and Woodland.
0: Uh, Bucks.
1: Yeah, Spieth, Woodland, Stanley, um, and probably Sink if I go Spieth honestly.
0: I'll be going Finau, Chucky Three Sticks, and yep. the Chesticle Revi. Those will be the three I'll you be rolling like with. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, your picks to win this week, Jesse. Who you got? Finau. Finau at the wonderful price. of... get <laughs> you know, pretty good. My features pulled up here too. Oh, there Finau, thirty-three to one. All right, Bucks. Who you got? I mean, I'll give you two because I'm
1: going to say Spieth, but that's no surprise. Um, but my other pick to win would be Chucky Three
0: Sticks. Chuck I three. love it. He's 40-1. Hey, you're getting way better off. Oh, boy. Now. Um, and then I'm going to go Mark Leishman at 16-1. That's who I like this week. I, I like Elish to, to crack through this week. I think there's value there for – that one for sure. We got a few listener questions from our boy Randy Endorf. Either one can answer this. How much Fabian Gomez is too much Fabian Gomez?
1: Like, like one lineup out of a hundred.
0: <laughs> so one like, percent. Like,
1: like I, like I was all over that guy like two years ago during his win, mind you, and. The only reason I say that is because you have guys down here that are good like and playing well now. So why would you go Fabian Gomez when you have guys like Stuart Sink at 6,800? Um, you guys, guys like Luke Donald, Ryan Palmer, I mean, guys that are playing well. But,
0: you, I got, mean, you got Gomez at 7,100. How is Varner and Sink, 67 and 68, you got Gomez at seventy one. Yeah, they I mean, pre- they're I mean, purposely doing that. They have to be. There's no <laughs> way you put
2: Stephen King at 6800. Like they're just taking a couple guys and like, well, let's make it a yeah, little bit just, easier.
1: They they have to have some something weird in their algorithm where like the beginning of the year, it's counting like four rounds only because then you got got a guy that I was going to play this week in Billy Hurley, but he's 7200 bucks. Yeah. There's no reason he should be 7200 bucks. Nope. I mean, he, he played well here last year, but outside of that, I mean, there's nothing to warrant it.
0: The only positive I'll say for Gomez is he's 5-for-5 five five on cuts at this tournament. <laughs> only positive I'll say.
1: Well, there you go. I mean, that's pretty damn positive.
0: Yeah. All right. For our boy Rob Treya he asked, why does Tad Fuj- Fujikawa have a lifetime exemption and how much exposure from him? I have no idea. he doesn't have a lifetime. He didn't. He didn't qualify. Yeah. He doesn't have a lifetime. He had a Monday qualify
1: last year.
2: Yeah. So I, I read today he made eagle on like twelve and then bogeyed three straight to miss or something. So. Or like oh, 15, man fourteen or something, and then bogeyed the last three or four coming in, so yeah, he, uh, he missed the cut.
0: Or he missed the. Yeah. Didn't qualify. And then our boy OG John asked about the greens and bucks. You already touched on that one. Anything else you got for those?
1: No, they seem to – I mean, according – and granted, the staff is probably not going to tell me that they're shitty. But they seem to be uh, (laughs) – they seem to be good. Um, They typically roll fairly slow, to be honest with you. Um, They roll at 11 typically. So we'll see how they are. But, I mean – I don't think it matters to be honest with you. They shot tw- twenty under last week on terrible greens. These sh- these are gonna be better than last week. So
0: then I wanted to mention a couple of FanDuel salary savers. Um, <coughs> Silverman's only eighty one over there. Ryan Armour's eighty one. Kelly Kraft's eight thousand. The Jaeger bomb seventy eight. Corey Connors seventy seven. And Jim Herman seventy three. So there's some value plays in my mind for the FanDuel. All right, everybody, check out FanShare Sports. They're running their promo through January, $7.20 a month. If you sign up in January, you get all of the projections and everything else they do over there for football and PGA uh, on the pro side of things. So good stuff there. Um, Any final words, Bucks?
1: No, it's going to be a good week. Um, Remember, first cut event of the year. Change the way you're
0: playing a little bit. Yeah. It's Jesse's happy time. Any final words, Jesse? I'm so excited that uh,
2: we finally get a cut. I don't have to tilt going from winning a thousand dollars to winning negative a million. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. This is this is when the, the year officially starts. And uh, one other thing too, I, I forgot to, to mention to you guys, I probably won't be on the podcast next week. I'll be in Florida playing golf. So it might just be a two man pod. Nice, good for you. But I'm not mad about it. I also too, like, I feel like you're kind of leaving an elephant in the room here. Another user question by Randy Endorf, and it was, why does the doctor? Why is there a doctor in the hashtag DraftKings? <laughs> what do you like to? That can't be true. I found out why? It is because it's Doctor DraftKings, which is the most ridiculous effing thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: That's. Really? I mean, that's how bad the marketing is. (laughs) It makes no sense. Because we've never heard of that before. And we've been playing DraftKings for years. (laughs) Just garbage.
0: Oh god. I'm I'm glad Randy asked so because I've literally wondered that because I hashtag it all the time. I'm like, why the heck is there a doctor there? I'm like, is he doing the wrong hashtag? No, no, it's correct. It says hashtag Uh DraftKings with the stupid doctor at the end of it.
1: That's dumb. They should change
0: that. But But I'd rather them change some other things first. We can leave that alone. (laughs) (laughs) I can name name
1: 13 things right now to change that. that.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Go to the Always Pressing feed and check it out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, darn. Last thing thing I want to
2: say is it is awesome to
0: have golf
1: back. Yes. Twitter last week on Thursday and Friday was – People sweating a no cut event was
2: awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was a blast Thursday, man. It's fun. It's it's such a great time. And hopefully, DraftKings can get some good, decent contest sizes. And please, FanDuel, get some good contest sizes too, because
0: I'd love to move some money over there and play over there. And also, yes. go check out go check out draft.com. They got a ton of fun stuff over there on those tournaments DraftKings as well. A really good place. I swept over there this week. See, there you go. There's a lot of fun stuff to be had. Um, Check us out on Twitter at always press DFS. Hit us up with any questions. There's tons of content throughout the week. Uh, maybe we'll get some cut sweats on Twitter coming up this week because we actually have the cuts. Yes, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Check out Bucks on Twitter at BBSnow11, repping that Snell Golf Live. We got Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I am at BDintrik. This is your 2018 Sony Open DFS preview. We'll catch you guys next week.